on the next Justice for All. We talk NFL draft with Eagles superfan Rich Bobby. The CeeDee Lamb pick reminded me a lot of when the Eagles went up and got Goddard right in front of the Cowboys back in 18. Stop with the fake Jeff McClain storylines here, right? That's the biggest fake story ever. They had so, Rich, they had such little interest in Dallas Goddard that they brought an old, retired bum who's not on the team anymore because they were totally happy with the position. We are recapping the NFL draft with superfan Rich Bobby on Justice For All, coming up next. You are listening to Justice For All, a podcast about law, sports, entertainment, and more. Justice For All is hosted by Philadelphia super lawyers Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Josh Scarpello! Alright, welcome back everybody to the Justice for All podcast. Uh, We are coming to you live on April the 24th, 2020. It is, it's a Friday. Uh, it's day, I don't know, 50 or so of the quarantine. <laughs> you really do um, You really do lose track of time and I, days. I'm just happy when I can remember what day of the week it is. So I do know it's Friday. I do know we're recording this Friday afternoon. Um, the NFL draft was last night. So, of course, we had to bring in our special guest, our good friend, Richard T. Bobby III. Welcome, Rich, to the podcast. Welcome, hey, Rich. I've been I've been waiting for this invitation, and it just it made my day when I got it earlier. Well, we're, we're very happy to have you. Rich is a good friend of ours. We all worked in the district attorney's office in Philadelphia years and years ago. Uh, Rich is now in private practice at a uh, very prestigious law firm that I can't remember the name of because it's got too many names. Josh has that. Greenfield Pierce Funt. And Flores. There should be Bobby in there, too. But they're a wonderful firm, a lot of good attorneys located in Green, Philadelphia. Greenblatt, Pierce, Funt, and Flores. What did I say? Oh, we were close. You, you said Green- Do we cheat him in hell? Well, anyway, yeah, Rich is a lawyer. Quietly, quietly, they do compete against us. We're not going to give them that much. Good <laughs> like their real name. This is not sponsored content right now, Rich. All right, let's right. keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> so, anyways... Um, Rich is, Rich is probably the most optimistic Eagles fan I know outside of Dave Spadaro, who we all know is also insane. So I thought, what better person could we have on the podcast to come on and attempt to explain what exactly happened with your Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles at the draft yesterday? Because this is like, this is like the poor people have to clean up after Trump, right? They have to go on and be like... No, no, no. He didn't mean drink bleach. He said, talk to a doctor if you want to drink. <laughs> so, you know, everybody, I, I saw just recently the draft last night drew 15 million viewers. 15 million people watched the draft last night because it is the only sporting event going on. And I wonder if any of these 15 million people know about our podcast. You know, I'd love to get at least a well, fraction of those people. They'll, they'll soon know. They'll soon know. We're spreading the word. So for right. those of you listening outside of the Philadelphia area, 
Um, you know, Philadelphia is a big time sports fan and the Eagles literally rule the roost 365 days a year, seven days a week. And the number one need for the Eagles was a wide receiver. So the Eagles were picking at 21 yesterday and there are, I mean, I think we'd all agree. I think there were probably four top receivers going into this draft. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, I would say that there was three. So you uh, wouldn't put Jefferson at, you would put Jefferson as below the other three guys. No, I think there's a, you know, from, from the things that I read, there seemed to be a, a consensus that there was a drop off, uh, between the big three. And then Jefferson was the first of the second year. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, so just. <laughs> Just to recap, so Eagles were picking at 21. The first receiver off the board was at 12 to the Las Vegas Raiders, Henry Ruggs, who I think was probably the third best receiver. Um, But he's fast, and they love that in Vegas. So Ruggs goes at 12. Then uh, at 15— I love how, 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 like, the Raiders for the past 40 years, like, no matter what, are always going to take a guy that runs like a four two forty. Like no matter what, they oh, yeah. have to take him. Yeah, well, it, they, like they've had different coaches, they've had different GMs. They got John Gruden's a pretty smart guy, and he, he does the same thing. Like maybe this guy. Could well, play. remember that Al Davis's son still owns the team. That so, is true. I mean, that is true. Um, so then, then Jerry Judy goes at fifteen, the receiver at Alabama, very good receiver, um, and so that sets the drama right because. At 16, the Atlanta Falcons are picking and have no interest in taking a receiver because they've got Julio Jones right, the receiver and, and the other guy. Who was the, who's the other guy they had from uh, Alabama last year? Uh, I can't remember his name I now. I know. I had him on my fantasy team for the second half. <laughs> I, I did, too. He I caught three to touchdown passes in the first two yeah. games, and then he's real fast. It'll come to us. So everybody, everybody knows Atlanta's yeah, know not going to yeah. take a receiver. And then the Dallas Cowboys, the hated rival of the Philadelphia Eagles, are picking at 17. And there's all types of rumors. Jerry Jones is in a bank vault or a yacht or something like that. He may or may not be drunk. Um, And they're sitting there. And the Eagles have to wait till 21. So what happens, of course, is Atlanta takes a cornerback. And that means that CeeDee Lamb, probably the best receiver in the draft, falls into the Cowboys' lap, and Jerry Jones doesn't screw up, takes the best receiver, right? But now a curious thing happens because now we get to the Eagles' pick, and, and Rich, who do the Eagles pick? They uh, picked a speedy wide receiver out of – so, well, let me take you through this a little bit from the perspective of an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. Uh it first of all, I, I was thrilled that they were going ahead with the draft um, because it, with everything going on, I was just like, this is going to be great. It's going to be, you know, something that we can focus on and talk about and, and have issues with and whatnot. So I was consuming a lot of content from leading up to yesterday. And I went into it thinking if, C.D. Lamb was still available around 12, that the Eagles would do something with the Jets. 
and run up and get them. Right. And, you know, so it was working out. Like, everything was falling our way. <clears throat> and <laughs> the Jets are sitting there. And I'm like, all right, let's – I'm waiting for it to turn to trade, right? The yeah. Jets go ahead with the linemen, which was smart. If, you know, they couldn't trade out of that, they, they got themselves good – uh, offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, like every single team that came up, I was like, they gotta, they gotta do it. Like I thought they'd be able to do it with San Francisco. Uh, well, San, and San Francisco did trade back one spot. So yeah, Tampa, Bay, spot. Tampa Bay moved up a spot again to draft a lineman for Brady. But, right. You know, that means they were willing to deal deal. I mean, I, I assume, I don't know what you're hearing, but, you know, there was a report today. I think Sal Pal reported that Howie tried to move up, but nobody would take, you know, the, the bait. Yeah, I'm well, sure he did. I'm sure he did. It was, so it gets it gets down to Atlanta, who had absolutely every reason to trade out of that spot. Right. Right. I mean, they they only have I think they went into the weekend with only six picks. Right? Isn't that yeah. true? Yep. They had they had every reason to trade out. That's right in front of the Cowboys. Then <laughs> the pick is in on Atlanta. I'm I'm like losing it. And you know me. You know I'm will usually defer on on these things. And I'm but I I really like CD Lamb. And sure enough, the Falcons take A.J. Terrell, who's a, a cornerback out of Clemson. So you're uh, you're telling me that they couldn't have traded back right. to get uh, and and still gotten Terrell? I think they could have traded back like six spots and still gotten. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think outside of the top two cornerbacks who both went in the top ten, yeah. there was kind of a significant drop off after that, and there was. I th- I think Atlanta just, just like either didn't get a good enough offer and just were like okay we're going to draft for need you know instead of following our board and you know just take a cornerback cuz we need a quarterback. Well Pierre did yeah. did the did Dallas go in looking for a receiver? No. No. I, I think I think the Cowboys from everything that I was reading and which just makes sense the Cowboys number one issue was defense right, right? their offense was all, and the offense wasn't an issue last year the offense was really good they already have they have a superstar wide receiver their number two receiver is really good they've got an all pro running back and they've got a top five quarterback in the NFC um so offense was a luxury they were everything said they were they were focusing on cornerbacks and edge rushers they really liked um, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, who again a couple and, and a lot of mocks was going fifteen to twenty and was maybe in their range. He ended up going nine to Jacksonville, really high. Right. And then the other guy they really like was the guy that Jacksonville took at twenty, uh, the edge rusher at LSU, uh, Chasson. Um, and then there was also talk about a safety, and they were they were linked to. The guy McKinnon out of Alabama, who was the number one safety, who didn't even get drafted in the first round yesterday, which I don't know what's going on there. Oh, but I, I think to to the Cowboys. Pierre, let, hmm? Well, I, let me ask you this before we, you know, get to to Regor. Uh, what were you thinking once Atlanta makes the pick? 
and Dallas is on the clock. You as a Cowboys fan, what were you thinking? It took me like a minute to process the fact that CeeDee Lamb was available. And and my initial gut reaction was, well, wait a minute, you know, we don't really, that's kind of a luxury. Shouldn't we take, you know, somebody else? Um, But then I was like, you know, really the only guy that I really liked was Henderson. I really thought that if Henderson Mm -hmm. fell to 17, they absolutely have a need at cornerback. But I think, I think that Lamb was is the best receiver in the draft. I think he's arguably one of the five best guys in the draft. And it's one of those things where if it falls in your lap, you have to take him. That's one yeah. thing uh, Jerry Jones, I think, does well. He doesn't screw around. He, he likes offensive players. He drafted Elliott very high, what, number four overall? Yeah. He, he didn't even blink. When he likes guys and he, he's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, traded up for Des, he traded up for Des Bryant that yeah. one year to yeah, so. I mean, he just goes for. It. I mean, he, and maybe he's had more success on the offensive side than defense. I don't know, but he 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 has no problem reaching for a star in the first round on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. I think. I mean, I I think the nut punch is this. I mean, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm annoyed that C.D. Lamb fell to me, but I could understand it if it's like, hey, listen, Howie maybe tried, maybe nobody wanted to make the trade, or they wanted too much, and it sucks that Dallas got Lamb, but whatever, right? Now, what I don't understand is that you get to you get to the Eagles pick at 21 and Justin Jefferson is sitting out there. Justin Jefferson is a stud. By the way, he set all time. He had 111 catches this year in college. He had 111 catches in the SEC. Right. He is a phenomenal receiver. Right. He's playing against top competition every week. He is the number four receiver in this draft easily. And he's sitting there for the Eagles and they don't take him. They, they don't take him. And, and you could see like Minnesota couldn't rush up to the podium, the virtual podium fast enough to take him. <laughs> and instead, Howie takes this guy from TCU who's 5'10". He's a 5'10 receiver. He's not Michael Thomas. Who does he compare to, Rich? You're the inside info. Who does he? Who's he comparable in in the NFL to this guy, Rich? Well, a lot of the a lot of the things I'm saying optimistically are comparing him to Santonio Holmes. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you I think Santonio Holmes is like six one though, wasn't he? But here, well, here's the thing with with the Rager pick. I'm okay with it. I think Justin Jefferson's a better player, but I think the Eagles have so many guys that they want to do the same things that Justin Jefferson does. Like, there's only so many guys that can be in the middle of the field. Jefferson's not a super fast guy by any stretch of the imagination. Rager is that he's a burner. They needed a burner. Um, They already have Goddard and Ertz. By the way, the the C.D. Lamb pick reminded me a lot of when the Eagles went up and got Goddard right in front of the Cowboys back in eighteen. Oh, yeah. And I think we'll pay back. Yeah. That, I think there was a little bit of that going through Jerry's yeah, head. Yeah, good about it. Stop with the fake Jeff McClain storylines here, right? That's uh, the biggest fake story ever. We had what? no interest in Dallas Goddard. We didn't. We drafted Connor Williams. We wanted yeah. offensive linemen. We were always yeah. taking offensive linemen. They had so – Rich, they had such little interest in Dallas Goddard that they brought an old, retired bum who's not on the team anymore. <laughs> they brought him back because they were totally happy with the position. If they had no interest in Dallas Goddard, you got to question a lot of things. No. They've, listen, they've, they, 
Cowboys and tight ends are like the Eagles and linebackers. Like they just they're terrible with the position. They get lucky once every 10 years and then they have a guy and he just sticks around for a while. Like that's the Cowboys. The Cowboys have drafted. You know how many tight ends they have drafted in my lifetime? Yeah. They had Martellus Bennett. Yeah. They got a well, guy, Rico, Rico Gathers, who was a basketball player from like Baylor and they tried to make him a football player for three years. Yeah, there's a lot of they misses just, at the position. They constantly, sure. they, they used another pick. I can't remember the guy's name. They used a second round pick on another guy. They, they get that They get that position wrong. All the time. Yeah. I, th- so, I think I think what they try and do now is just cross their fingers and draft guys in the fifth or sixth round and hope somebody becomes a starter. Yeah. So I, I think that the Rager pick, I'm okay. I'm upset that we didn't go up to get Lamb, and I would love to see if there was – what the talks were with the Falcons, if any, and what wasn't being willing uh, – how he wasn't willing to give up to go up there to get him. So that part of it upsets me without knowing all the details. But the pick of Rager over uh, Justin, uh, over Jefferson, is fine with me. I wonder if they liked him because he returns kicks, too. They don't have a kick returner, you know. Yeah, you always want to use your first-round pick on a special teams guy. Hey, look, Deshaun Jackson did that. It worked out just fine. It didn't didn't seem to bother him too much. He wasn't a first-round pick either. He was a second-round pick. He was basically a first-round pick. I mean, come on. If he wasn't in those gangs, if Chip Chip Kelly rooted this out years later, (laughs) if he wasn't in those gangs, which were clearly visible by all those hand gestures that he made after scoring touchdowns, (laughs) you know, but but I digress. Now are the uh, so what is coming up tonight? What do they have um, remain? So think, it's not again. It's not all the rounds tonight. It's just like two more rounds tonight. Two, yeah, rounds. I think rounds two and three start at seven o'clock. Yeah. What are you? Uh, is everybody? Is everybody like? Are the teams picking basically in the same spots as they were in the first round, or, or do, do like? Do they... No, there's because there's a lot of trades. Okay. So I'm looking at it here. So the Bengals lead off, but then the Colts pick second. And then the Patriots, because, of course, the Patriots do what they always do, which is trade out of the first round. So they didn't pick yesterday. This dude so is, you know, the Patriots are being super active. I've never seen them move so many players. I think, the, I think the Patriots, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. The Patriots are tanking the season, right? Well, they're certainly moving a lot of pieces. I mean, and I don't, I mean, they must be Pierre at some level because they don't have a quarterback. Like, who's going to play quarterback for them? I, I, I mean, I guess the I guess the uh, they could always figure that at some point Cam Newton flies into the rescue, right? But oh, that would be fun to watch him coach Cam Newton. But Cam Newton can't really throw the ball. I don't know what's he going to do. Well, like a power uh, like a power eye offense. I guess he could. That would be fun. I don't know. But I mean, I just you know they don't really have. They're just kind of a mess, and you know they haven't. They just seem to be stockpiling picks, and I think they're writing this season off. I, I honestly think they don't give a shit. So, anyways, the Patriots are picking like fifth. Right. Houston's got an early pick in there. The Bears have a couple of picks coming up. Uh, Where do you think the Eagles, Rich, go second and third round? I'm, I'm. Let me just say this, and I want you to answer that question. I'm surprised that they're picked this first round only because they almost never seem to go with this pick that everybody, you know, like the need that everybody thinks they have. You know, in, with their first pick, and they they did for whatever this reason. I, I almost was I was shocked that he didn't trade the, the pick at some point for some reason. So now I'm wondering. Yeah. All right, so he got that wide receiver. It's got to be what? It's got to be like a lineman now, right? It's got to be an offensive lineman. 
well, it depends on. So you, the things that I think they'll they'll start thinking about what Kelsey's plan is, right? Right. Because right. they and if 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 he's given an indication that this year is going to be it, then I could see the I could see uh, the Eagles go with an interior offensive lineman. Um, you know, Matt Hennessy from Temple is out there. Um, there's a, a few other guys. Well, let's, that rem- I think let's that- remember this. Let me interject this. Jason yeah. Peters isn't on the team anymore, right? Not right now. He's not, a free not agent. Right. <laughs> he's, wait, he's holding out until they're going to give him like $3 million to come back. I mean, so what's the plan? I mean, is he a contributor or is he not? A, and if he's not a contributor, don't you have a pretty big hole in your offensive line? Well, no. The idea is that your number one pick last Killer, year, right. Andre, will right. step in and, and be competent. You know, that's the. That's I, I the, think the Eagles need to seriously think about a corner or a safety. Yeah, I would. I, yeah. I've seen some, I've seen some mocks, Pierre, where Grant Delpit drops down to fifty three. I'd love. He that. won't get. He won't get past the Cowboys. If yeah. Delp, I'm telling you right now, if Delpit's on the Cowboys are picking two spots out of the Eagles. If Delpit's there, they're going to take Delpit. Yeah. Although safety is another position the Cowboys perennially screw up and and pass on guys they should take. But so maybe maybe that because right now going into the second round, the two best safeties are still there because the guy from Alabama didn't get drafted. So yeah. the Alabama safety and Delpit from LSU are both on the board still. Yeah, I've, uh, who I saw I saw a cornerback a uh, drop into them. In the second round, where are you guys picking? Like fifty-one, right? Yeah, we're we're pretty much in the middle. We're at fifty-one. The Eagles are at fifty-three. Where are the Cowboys yeah. going to go? You think with their pick, then Pierre? They've got to go. I mean, now they took C.D. Lamb. They need to go defense. They need to get they need to get an edge rusher, or they need to get a corner, or they need to get a safety. Right. Um, the only other the only other, the only other issue I could see is that. If none of those guys were really, if they got, if they follow their board and those guys all go, which could happen, I think, I think you could, I think the issue may be for both the Eagles and the Cowboys. If you want one of those two top safeties, you might have to trade up to get them. I think they both will probably be gone. Um, they could go offensive line if there's an offensive lineman there they like. But they always, guys, yeah. I could see Trayvon Diggs falling to you guys and you grabbing him. The cornerback at Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. He's one guy. The other guy that they apparently like is uh, Winfield, the safety out of Minnesota too, who was okay. always kind of mocked in the second round. But yeah. now everything's kind of up in the air because you know he's probably the third or fourth best safety on the board, and not not a single safety has been taken. I think what it comes down to with all these picks is. It's so hard to gauge what guy it has in him to want to work really hard to be the best that he can be. Like yeah. that's the thing. These guys are so talented that it all comes down to almost. It all comes down to wanna, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right. You, now that we, you know, we have, there's no sports to watch, and they've been running. Have you been watching like the old drafts they've been running? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because like every time somebody gets drafted, everybody's got this great highlight reel and. Everybody gushes about the guy. Oh, he's great. He's this and he's that. And then you realize, I mean, for some of these guys, they, they show the 2017 draft a couple days ago. And 
first round guys, I mean, the bust factor was probably 50%, right? This is a, this is a draft three years ago. There were guys that were getting drafted in the first round, and you were like, who's that guy? Is he in the yeah. NFL anymore? And you're right. I mean, it, it, you know, some of these guys that once they get drafted, they're like, well, I made it. And they don't, I don't think they realize how much, you know, the guys who really become, you know, more than just average starters are the guys that like, now they really start to work once they get to the NFL. And that's how do you, that's, and now in, in this day and age where you really can't have these guys in for in-depth interviews, they're doing, you know, yeah. I guess they're doing Zoom interviews like, hey, how would you like to be uh, an Eagle or a Cowboy? You know, oh, I'm really excited, coach. You know, I, <laughs> It's one thing the uh, the TCU coach was on uh, the camera and John Ritchie's show this afternoon, right. and he, you know Jalen's college coach. So one thing that he said that scared the hell out of me was, you know, when he's into it, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my when he's focused, on. when he gives a shit, man, can he play? But but it comes down to that to that thing that I uh, had had sent you guys that you know with burners that happens a lot djax takes plays off all the yeah. time yeah all but well, they, might, yeah. Too. they might take another receiver i mean they're probably not I, if, if i had to guess i would think they're not done in this draft because there's a lot if of receivers they took in this another draft. receiver though in the second round i mean that well no, no i don't mean back to back i'm just saying don't be surprised if third or fourth round if somebody was there no, Josh. I I think I think depending on who's on the board, they could take another one with a second. I think if T. Higgins is there, they absolutely take him. How about my boy from Penn State, KJ Hamler? Another little well, tiny guy. Well, going to be gone. But if Hamler's there, I think they would absolutely take him. At Isn't he small too, though? Isn't he's he really small, but he's guy? super fast. Yep. He's super fast. Super <laughs> fast. Super shifty. <laughs> super fast and can catch report. just like Deshaun. Height, really hair, small. <laughs> High character guy from Penn State. All right, you, you. One thing is certain: you can't have enough um, high character guys from Penn State. I can attest for that. Um, Rich, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to finish our our talk about the first round of the NFL draft, and we also have a NFL draft themed quizzo lined up for you and Pierre. All that and more. Stick around. Uh, we'll be back after this. During the quarantine, Jose Pistolas is offering a simple menu for a simple time. Go to josepistolas.com and check out the simple menu. Whether you are craving burritos, tacos, nachos, or beer, yes, beer, curbside pickup and delivery are available. Call Jose's today at 215-545-4101. Jose Pistolas, serving the community and satisfying cravings. That's 215-545-4101. Justice for All has been brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Our attorneys are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call us today at 215-732-0460 or visit us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com. 